This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Welcome back in. You were listening to the October 6, 2017 edition of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a word of his podcast dedicated to answering all of your fantasy football questions. And oh, we're also brought to you by MyBookie. I'm your host, Jeremy Hart of Fantasy Gumshoe. Joining me today on the show is an NFL DFS writer here at The Viz and also for Roster Coach. Welcome to the show, Mr. Pat James. You can find him on the tweets at PatJamesDFS. It is great to have you on the Mailbag Show. Pat, man, what's good? Oh, nothing. I'm just, I just actually got off the line, uh, with Dave doing the, the highlight reel pod. I'm just cranking out the pods tonight. Yeah. We're, we just can't get enough Pat James in our life. I mean, I don't think you've ever heard this before, but did you ever just kind of say, look, I'm Pat James and, and then some word after that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Okay, I'm going to move on. Yeah, because with my lame jokes here, we're we're getting off on the right foot here, Pat. But we're going to answer all the questions for the week regarding Dynasty Trades, Player Outlooks, Redraft Takes, Start Sits, DFS Hits, all that jazz. All right, Pat. Pat, before we dive in, though, you write a weekly Cash Games DFS article here at the Viz. Now, before we predictably dive into a couple plays, I want to cover off on the process of setting DFS Cash Game lineups. Now, if you don't actually play DFS out there, but you do play seasonal or redraft leagues, this is something to think about, so take note. Now, in season leagues... The status quo is to potentially look at maybe two or three players, check the projections, play the higher-ranked player. If you're even more advanced, you might also take into account ceiling and floor projections. Now, even if you're more advanced than that, you might also look at, say, defense versus position or adjusted fantasy points versus position, so on and so forth. Now, this is all great and all, right, Pat? But building a DFS cash game actually helps you branch out into other areas and makes you think about those simple start-sit decisions much differently. So can you talk to us a little bit about how that is and why that is? Yeah, I mean, uh, basically the, the gist of it is, to boil it down, when creating a DFS lineup, each roster spot affects the other because of the salary cap, whereas in a redraft league or, or any normal fantasy football league, your quarterback position doesn't necessarily affect who you roster at running back or wide receiver or tight end, etc. Um, so a lot of times you have that decision, uh, am I going to go up to Aaron Rodgers, like the question this week, or am I going to roster someone who's cheaper to get uh, to a stuck running back? Whereas if you have Todd Gurley and 
Aaron Rodgers and redraft, you're just plugging them in every week. Yeah, absolutely. And I know one of the things that I also kind of like to look at, and it, it was interesting because I started to get this last year around the playoffs, right, with those in, those glorious start-sit questions. And, you know, sometimes somebody say, well, well why do you have this guy ranked or higher, right? Well, here we are with the ranks again. Because X, Y, or uh, player tout rankings say this guy, and this guy's projections say this guy as well. Well, because I'm actually looking at the projections as only a, a small part of it, in fact, because I'm also going to take into, you know, the, the Vegas, the home, the field, uh, the the away, the, the process, the the safety, the other players on the roster, to your earlier point about staying within the salary cap. Am I an underdog? Am I not an underdog? So there's just so many different intricacies that can be involved, and that's why just the art, and I do like to call building an optimal cash game lineup, Pat, an artwork kind of in a sense because you really do have to take many different things yeah. into account there, right? So let's go ahead and jump in that, Pat. So it's an interesting week in DFS cash games, particularly on DraftKings when you actually have to adhere to the salary cap, as you mentioned, uh, because they do kind of tend to lend themselves to be constraints, unlike some other site. Well, we might play out there as well, but you're either going all the way up to A-Rod, Aaron Rodgers, and it seems less likely this week to take that route. You've got guys like Tyrod, Brian Hoyer, Josh McCown, available for next to nothing in good spots here, allowing to pay up for bankable volume at running back. But I've also found interesting uh, paying up to be a legit play here uh, because there's some low cap floor plays at running back that catch the ball out of the backfield as well. And the only reason, Pat, I'm also thinking about this, and i got to say, I've, I've started to build cash games for this week, and I'm kind of I'm stuck, right, because I know the field is going to go down at quarterback and pay up at running back. But the only pause for concern I have this week, Pat, is that I don't want to have, and I all, almost always pay down a quarterback in, in cash games, specifically on DraftKings, but this is the week where it's like if I'm going head-to-head against Aaron Rodgers and I don't have him, I'm kind of scared. Yeah, I, th- I wouldn't fault any for paying up for either of the quarterbacks in that game in Dallas. Both Rodgers and Prescott will probably garner some high ownership, uh, especially since they're the only fairly high total on the board. Uh, but I really actually personally like some guys in the mid-tier. Um, Carson Palmer, Philip Rivers, and Eli Manning are probably who my cash game is going to boil down to. Very interesting. Yeah. Now, see, now you're just bringing a third third prong into the approach for me here, and I'm just going to have to tear everything up and start back all, all, all back over, Pat. But uh, you mentioned Carson Palmer going up against Philadelphia here. And uh, you mentioned Eli, who can really just rack up the points this week in a, in a seemingly good spot on a team that doesn't run the ball as well. Uh, altogether, right? So if, if you find yourself going in the mid-tier then, um, who are your favorite cash plays at running back and wide receiver this week as well? Yeah, I think uh, Lev Bell getting the funnel run defense of the Jags. You just saw last week they were torn up by Bilal Powell and uh, Elijah Meyer. So I think uh, with Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Bouye on the outside, I think they're going to focus on Bell. He is the highest-priced player by far on the site, but I, I think that he's going to provide a floor that's that's pretty necessary for cash games. Yeah, absolutely. You're definitely going to get a floor for cash games uh, this week with Lev Bell. And then you kind of have a choice if you want to take your second running back with another guy in the mid-tier. Um, you know, even for a guy like Carlos Hyde, as long as he suits up, I mean, it doesn't matter which script the, g- the game flow is going to go, right? You can pair him or you can take a look at potentially a guy like Duke Johnson as well. Um, but 
All of this talk, Pat, about DFS lineup construction, even if you're out there listening to this show and you haven't really kind of dipped your toes into the DFS water, if you will, what a terrible cliche, you don't have to jump right in. What I like to kind of call the gateway for DFS, if you will, is one of my new favorite apps. So fantasy football fans, listen up. This is a draft app. If you have fantasy football on the top of your mind all the time, this is going to be your new favorite app. Here's how it works. Do a draft, last just one week, and there's no roster management. You just simply set it and forget it. You don't have to worry about waivers. You don't have to worry about injuries or start-sit decisions. You really just do the draft, which is really our favorite thing to do all off-season anyway. And that's why we play DFS. So go ahead and get started. Uh, again, no trades, no waiver wire. Every couple minutes, there is literally a new draft going on right now. As long as it took me to take that, there were three new drafts that just popped up in the lobby here. So if you want to play for cold, hard cash, the drafts start at just a dollar. And hey, if you're a high roller, you can play for up to $1,000 a day, a slate, a game, a head-to-head as well. So come on over and join us on Draft. That's playdraft.com whenever you want. For a limited time only, new players are going to get a free entry into Draft with my promo code RVRADIO. So again, RVRADIO is going to get you your first deposit on the house over there at Draft. So check out Draft. It pulls up right there in the Draft uh, app store. Just go to playdraft.com and use RB Radio. And also, if you need a little help setting your lineups before you get over there, check out rotaviz.com. If for whatever reason you're still listening to this show or you're new to this show and you're not listening or subscribing to Rotoviz, you really need to make sure you take a look at that right now. It's only 30% for a Rotoviz NFL pass through the NFL podcast homepage at rotaviz.com slash podcast. That is going to give you unlimited access to all of the premium NFL content and it also supports the pod. Rate us over on iTunes and, uh, We'll make sure that you get set up real nice and neat. So it takes hard work. Get on over there and check us out. All right, Pat, let's get it going for the week. Here we go. Redraft. What the hell am I supposed to do with Jamison Crowder? I feel like I should have already dropped him, costing me a roster spot. Is his limited usage due to injury alone, or was he just a product of how the offense was run last year? Yeah, I mean, I think the offense does look a little choppy, but the thing is they're spreading the ball out. Um, I mean, you have Vernon Davis getting involved. Chris Thompson's a little bit more involved than he was last year. Uh, I just think the offense as a whole doesn't have uh, enough pass attempts to, to go around to sustain all those pass catchers, and week to week he's just not going to be consistent. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there as well, and i got to say, Pat, early this offseason I was – uh, I was I was iffy on Crowder, and I didn't like him. Like, if he would fall to the sixth or the seventh, which I could get, I was doing so. But in the fifth round, I wasn't on board. And then, I don't know, I ended up falling in line and getting the, drinking the Kool-Aid as well. I mean, and I, I think from a process perspective, though, Pat, I think it was the right play. I don't think we could have seen the offense kind of regressing this much. And I don't think... We could have seen Jamison Crowder just completely fall off the face of the Redskins' uh, earth here. So, I don't know. I, I think, to your point, I think the arrow can only point up from here as he gets healthy. But, yeah, I think he's going to be a flex play at best from here on out. All right, redraft. Hey, guys, loving the pod this season. Wait a minute. Does that mean you didn't love the pod last season? Um, let me know. Email again. I just won Latavius Murray and have to start two between him, James White, and Frank Gore. Thanks. What do you say about this one, Bat? Well, James White is currently playing right now, so yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That so might be an issue. I I uh 
I don't. I haven't seen the game here. So uh, how's how's Mr. White doing here anyway? Was he the play? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's set for 57 through the air, so I think that's probably a solid bet that he should have been started. But uh, out of Gore and Latavius, I'll probably go Frank Gore. Um, uh, not a huge Gore guy. He's, he's pushing 65 years old, but he's probably <laughs> good against the Niners in like a revenge. You know, the, that revenge factor is there and everything. Um, I think he's probably good for 50 or 60 or total yards, and I think they're going to try to get him in the end zone. So he has a pretty high floor, I think, but he's that's going to get you pretty fantasy points. Gosh, I never thought we would actually say it's going to be a Frank Gore day, but um, it, it's going to be a Frank Gore day, as boring as it is. It's not like it's going to be over the top, but I, I think he's going to do better than Latavius Murray bumbling into the end zone, maybe for one. All right, Pat, your 2017 biggest tilt thus far. Oh, it's got to be Larry Fitz. I've rostered him uh, on all three weeks that he didn't have a great game. Last week, the touchdown to end the slate actually saved uh, my bottom line really, really big time. But the first two weeks, he wasn't that great. And obviously, he wasn't even on the main slate when he caught 47 balls. So uh, that was kind of tilting to see that the one week I couldn't roster him on the main slate, he went off. Yeah, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald has certainly been the center of tilt so far, and he's got a good matchup coming up this weekend here. Pat, are you going back to the tilt well? Yeah, probably not in cash, just because his is up around 7K on DraftKings, but I wouldn't fault anybody for trying to exploit Jalen Mills. Uh, he's been just crushed all year uh, as the Philly slot corner. Very good. All right, next one here, Pat, is Dynasty. And this is an interesting one because this is a deal that would not be on the table a week and a half ago. So we've got Dalvin Cook and Allen Robinson. Which one do you like better long term? Um, My forte, I play a lot of Dynasty, but I kind of seek advice instead of actually uh, kind of provide my own. I personally would rather Allen Robinson. I think there's just more value to uh, the big wide receiver end zone target guys um but i mean the jury's still out on dalvin cook very small sample size but he's looked good to this point but i i still would go with uh, alan robinson yeah i'm with you on alan robinson I, I it's probably the wrong answer like next year second half of next year like if i were to put my money which one is going to have more sustained value i think it's dalvin cook like even if the correct answer production wise Two years from now is Allen Robinson. If you're just thinking about this from a protect your investment perspective, Dalvin Cook, he went out on a bang, if you will, with uh, good production as a rookie. So his value isn't going to plummet. Where with Allen Robinson now, he can come back. He's another year removed from an injury on top of a bad season. So uh, production-wise, I I still go with the wide receiver here, but I wouldn't fault anybody going with Dalvin Cook. Uh, Next one is also another dynasty I'm not really a contender, and I'm trying to buy guys on the cheap. What do you think I need to pay in order to get a guy like Chris Godwin? Uh, I'll tell you, Pat, if 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 you're not a contender and you're in Dynasty, this is the type of guy you want to get. Now, um, I don't know what the likes of Adam Absolutely. Humphreys is doing right now. Yeah, so I I, I I don't know what he's doing. He was only 3300 on DraftKings right now, and yes, I did put him in a couple uh, GPPs here, so I don't even know what's going on out there right now, but Chris Godwin, I mean, this is this is just a freak of a talent. It, he's going to be in this offense more sooner than later. Deshaun Jackson can't stick around forever, right? Yeah, lots of Penn State receiver this week. I'm personally a huge fan of Chris Godwin. Uh, he was, he and Allen Robinson 
were on my college DFS teams quite frequently. Uh, fan of his talent. I think that it's just a matter of time uh, till he takes over for Adam Humphreys. And I really don't know how long Deshaun Jackson is going to last in Tampa Bay. So I could see him being opposite Mike Evans rather soon. Yeah, I'm with you there 100%. And uh, just like Mr. Pat James DFS logo says on Twitter, hashtag RIPCFBDFS or something like that. <laughs> it was he was yeah, good while sure it lasted. It was good while it lasted. Yeah. That was my forte. I mean, that was 80% of my total bankroll was played in CFB every year. I just That's uh, the sport that I loved the most growing up, so... When I had a chance to actually play fantasy in, in college football, it was awesome. And then those dreams were shattered rather quickly. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, that might kind of lead us into this next one here, Pat. So we'll pick it up here. Your favorite memory, fantasy or non-fantasy, doesn't matter. Well, obviously, my favorite memory, non-fantasy, has to be the birth of my one and only daughter, who is uh, a fireball on a spall. But my, my fa- favorite fantasy memory, uh, I'll stay with DFS here. I was actually just telling Dave about this. The reason that I'm I'm actually a big DFS player and fan is because in 2013, or right around Christmas Eve, I binked like six or seven tournaments on Draft Street, um, like two, four, six, eight, ten dollar tournaments. But uh, I had the best lineup on the site and like took down five tournaments. And five years ago, taking down tournaments was worth like seven grand, not uh, six six figures like it is today. But that's what really got my uh, what piqued my interest for DFS. Yeah, and that was definitely before my day. You see, I was still listening to podcasts, and I was still hearing take it to the street at draftstreet.com, but I never actually took it to the street, <laughs> right? And unfortunately, rest in peace, Draft Street, I never got uh, involved. Man, if I did get involved early on like you, Pat, though, oh, man, that would have uh, peaked the old yeah, even That's where I started playing. Yeah, that's where I started playing uh, college DFS as well. They They were one of the first people to introduce college DFS. Good stuff. All right, we're going to take the next one here, Pat. It's redraft. Is Jerron Brown real or fake? I know his targets have been a product of injuries, but but have they? Would you take him or John Brown rest of season? Redraft, I would probably take uh, John Brown for of season just because his talent and his ability to stretch the field. But this week on DraftKings, I really like Jerron Brown. Um, he saw more snaps than J.J. Nelson and John Brown last week and more targets. Despite the Cardinals having a full stable of healthy receivers, he was kind of their, their second go-to guy. So um, this week, I think he's a pretty good cash play. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. I mean, as as long as we see him getting the targets, I I would say he's getting the targets until he's not getting the targets. And I think that entails us seeing the other two are healthy, which means we see them being healthy. Until then, Jerron Brown is in play. All right, redraft. Do I try and get out from underneath Martavis Bryant, or will he turn things around? He's another one that's just going to be – you either have to ride him every week and benefit from the four or five monster games, or you just have to cut bait, I think, and redraft and head-to-head. I'm not one to uh, wait around for a guy's like implosion games because um, yeah, you really need to build up a good record to get yourself into the playoffs in head-to-head format. Yeah, absolutely. And I was I was reading Hassan's article, his bylo, his weekly bylo piece here at the Viz, and he he also kind of brought note to the strength of schedule for Martavis Bryant and the lack thereof, and he really does have. 
a pretty putrid schedule coming up here. I mean, he, he does have the consistent target volume coming in here. Uh, it doesn't look like he's being targeted very much in the red zone. I mean, the air yards are still there. So I if you're going to bank on it, sure. But to your point, like you have to be able to embrace the invariance and just keep chugging along, putting them in there, and waiting for the big game to happen. So, I mean, I, I'm not against it. If you have somebody in your league that is still – high on the Martavis Bryant name, and you can get consistent weekend production, I say go ahead and take the deal just because the, the schedule doesn't look too good. And then you're looking at the the home road splits, and, and it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. For this year, uh, Dynasty by low, by low, sure. All right, DFS, I'm hearing some people talk about Duke Johnson, as I actually just did on this show as a GPP play, but why wouldn't I want his pass game targets and production for cheap in a running back slot? What say you? I'm assuming he means why wouldn't he want him in a cash game? I think and so. That's, yeah. I, I think Duke Johnson's perfect. Yeah, perfectly fine for cash this week. He's seen a ton of targets the last two weeks, and I think they're kind of moving towards uh, him instead of uh, Isaiah Kroll, at least on passing downs. thing I will say, though, is game script this week may favor Isaiah Kroll if the Browns and Jets can kind of keep that as a close game. The reason Duke has seen a ton of targets is because they've been behind a lot uh, to start the year. In fact, they've not had one snap where they were the leading team to this point this year. Yeah, I and I actually played a little bit of Isaiah Crowell last time they were supposed to have a, a good positive game script and it didn't actually play out that way. So I mean if, if oh yeah. boy, if 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 I don't know. It, it for me Isaiah definitely Duke and Cash. I'm with you there 100%. Isaiah, you know, if if you play more volume than I play, go ahead and put Crowell on the melee or whatever, but I just, oh gosh, you're, you're right. right. The game script is there, right? Like, I, I shouldn't take recency bias into account and, and process-wise, he's a play. I just, oh gosh. <laughs> oh gosh, that's how I feel. Which makes him perfect GPP play. All right, here we go. Fuck, Mary kill. Three options here, Pat. <sighs> here we go. Slate shrinkage because, air quotes, People asked for shorter slates. When we all know freaking better, or more rake increases, or pick them games with three options. All right, well, I'm definitely killing the rake increases. They are a bankroll killer. They have no place uh, anywhere in DFS. We don't want the rake high. I guess I'm going to marry, um, I guess I'll marry the slates. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of not having the primetime games, but... Uh, it doesn't. I mean, I'm not also completely opposed to it. And I guess I'll fuck pick em games. <laughs> These pick em games, uh, I don't know, man. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan at all. Yeah, g- give me eight options. But when you put three in there, I don't know. I mean, just, yeah, give me a scratch-off ticket while you're at it, too, Pat. I mean, come on. All right. Oh, brutal. Yeah, and I, I, would, I answered everything the same way you did as well. I mean, yeah, I'd much rather have the primetime game in there. It's fun for the late uh, slate and tilt and sweat and all that jazz. Um, but, I mean, the slate is a slate is a slate, and you're still banking on what your edge is versus the field. So that doesn't necessarily change but i do hate it much more so this week when it really just kind of pinpoints all of the cash plays and the gpp plays and exactly yeah yeah when you when you got 
five games yeah. to deal with, you know. But, yeah, with you there as well. All right, here we go. Team Outlook, kudos on the L.A. Rams call this offseason, Gumshoe. That's one of the reasons I listen to Rotoviz shows. You guys are willing to go against the grain when it's more popular to spew the same regurgitated info over and over. Um, much obliged, much obliged. I took the over on 5.5 games this offseason. Very nice. Thanks, Fisher. <laughs> that looks like a shoe-in now, but do I... Uh, I'm sorry, but I do want to ask about Gurley going forward. He's going up against Seattle, Jacksonville, Arizona, the G-Men, Houston, and Minnesota, along with the bye week mixed in there for the next seven weeks. Now, I know betting on the volume is the better bet, but I'm wondering if it's a pretty keen move to sell him to the highest bidder for a package for, say, a Melvin Gordon or a Carlos Hyde and a wide receiver type. Thanks again. Wow, this is interesting, Pat. What do you say? Um... I'm looking at the, the schedule, and a lot of those defenses are, are really not that tough and, and kind of just in name alone might raise some fear. But Seattle, Jacksonville, the Giants, three of the six, I'm not scared of at all. The way Gurley's getting usage, uh, he's in the he's seeing a ton of targets, getting all the carries. I think that he's fine moving forward. Yeah, I don't I don't think you really give a, anything about matchup or, or game script at this point. I think he is proven at this point. Um, he's not reliant on either one. I mean, if there's any running back right now, which is duplicating what we saw from the big two last year, it's, it's clearly Todd Gurley. Um, but I will say very keen on you out there for the 5.5 over. We're not there yet. They're 3-1, and one, but uh, I think two and a half more games for the rest of the season given their schedule here. I think that's going to be a cakewalk <laughs> moving forward. They're really making Jeff Fisher look bad. But, but man, a, a bet like that, good on you. You can do bets like that all day long, all season long, player props. Head over to my bookie. That's the spot sponsor of our podcast right here. Ever since we started hosting this mailbag show, people have been asking for advice, but most importantly, it's not who you play or who you bet, but it's where you actually place that bet. And my bookie has been in business for years. The rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. Pat, you know these cash bonuses, how they used to work in the industry and DFS. Like there is actually legit a a site that is still out there doing 100% cash bonuses. So get over to my book. You listen to the show that already gives you an edge. Lay down some cash and win, win big tomorrow. Uh, I'm urging you, get over there to my bookie. You win, they pay. In-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks, and not to mention a pretty slick mobile app, I must say. And, I, Pat, I don't know if you listen to this show, but week in and week out, basically the motto of this show is give me a good mobile app so I can do it from the bathroom and I will be on my way. If you sign up right now, use the co- uh, promo code ROTOMAILBAG, activate the offer, visit mybookie.ag today, and we're also going to throw in a $25 poker chip to be used at the casino at mybookie.ag. Whether you want, I don't know about you, Pat, but when I go to Vegas, like that's the pregame. Like, what do you want to do? I don't know. Let's go pregame it by the slots, drink a couple of white Russians or something, right? And and but now you don't even have to do that. You don't have to go out to the casino. We're gonna give you your twenty-five dollar chip so you can do it from the comfort of your home in your boxers. That's pretty cool, I must say. So get over to mybookie.ag today. Yeah, I love the I love uh, my bookie. I'm uh, actually have some action on the game right now through there and. Uh, I'm not doing too well. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, we can't win them all, and that's where the edge comes in. It's repetition and it's management, right? We, We know that all too well. 
All right, moving on here, Pat. We've got a player outlook here. It's time for the obligatory CJ Procise question. I'll leave it there. What, what are your ta- What are your takes on CJ Procise, and what's the latest and greatest? Yeah, I think it's just a mud backfield, but as long as he can stay healthy, I'm actually a big Notre Dame fan. I know you're near Chicago, Jeremy, uh, kind of in Notre Dame land there, but he I loved him at Notre Dame, but he. He's always nicked up, and he's been nicked up uh, perennially hurt and on the injured court in the pros. And if he can just find a way to stay healthy, I think that's the key. He really doesn't have the opportunity to show what he can do because he's always uh, on the shelf. Yep, I'm with you there 100%. I'm still buying CJ ProSize and Dynasty, and if we get the chance to play him in DFS, I'm going to do it because I'm a homer. And uh, it's kind of a Christian Michael obsession at this point. So that's pretty much all I got about that. All right, Pat, what was the worst job you ever had? Oh, man, this one's easy. In college, I was I worked in the cafeteria. Uh, and those days I was like the beverage person, like hooking up the lines to the soda and like refilling the milk, which wasn't that bad. But you have never been humiliated until you have talked to a girl on a Friday or Saturday night at a party and then scooped her scrambled eggs the next, the next morning. And <laughs> I've done that a few times. And it, I, the one time I just, I, I just, it, it broke me. I went to the like work study office and was like, listen, this has to end. Uh, after my freshman year, I worked in the gym for the last three years and that was much better. But yeah, um, <laughs> A couple times I was out on the line, like right under the limelight with the, the hat on, like scooping mashed potatoes and like all these girls that I've seen in class and out, out on the weekend. Bad news. That's not that's not where you want to be. Oh, man. Uh, like I, I could just picture it, right? Like you're just scooping scrambled eggs and finally you've had it for the last time. Like I've had it with this scrambled egg shit. F you, F you, you're cool. Yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Worst, uh, worst job you could possibly have in college. Oh, jeez. All right. We'll move on from that one for your memory's sake there. All right. DFS, pay the piper for the Steelers' defense, Bortles' pick six, or take the black and silver savings. Also, cash game play at tight end. And I'll throw out there, because, of course, it looks like we might not have a quarterback, then maybe that slants you away from the black and silver and maybe on to the Jets. What are your thoughts there? And also a cash game play at tight end. Yeah, I think the Jets a really good defensive play this week. Um, I always like to, in cash at least, um, if I can fit uh, the best defense, I think, on the slate that's going to score the most points, uh, I'll do that. I know a lot of people say that it's a it's a volatile position and you need to pay down, but I would rather, like, that eight or nine points from a defense uh, with a potential for more is a lot better than two or three. So um, I don't know about the Steelers this week, but I do like and I'm probably not going to go with the Raiders. I actually even like the Ravens a little bit more on the other side. They're going across the country, but uh, I think Ravens are a decent GPP play. Yeah, with you there as well. And if you need another cheapie for a GPP, I mean, I know and you know, you, you try to play the home defense there, but I'm not adverse. I'm not against even, say, Buffalo. I mean, they've proven against good match, uh, bad matchups away in domes, you know, that they've at least been able to put up a pretty solid six to eight points. So they're not going to, I don't think they're going to kill you any week at this point. And, you know, I think they're cheap enough to let you get up at other plays there as well. And, uh, you know, the, the, the ownership, sure, I don't think they're going to be very owned, but I don't think they have a whole ton of upside either. All right, Pat, uh, movie within a movie time. Take movie one's cast of characters, pick them up, 
move them into a completely different movie's plot. What is the new movie and how does it play out? All right. So I, I don't know if you get really wacky ones on, on your show. On this um, show? Never. Never. <laughs> how about uh, The Dark Knight Rises cast? Okay, so Batman, Bane, all the, the crazy all the crazy characters from The Dark Knight Rises, and we put them into Wedding Crashers. And <laughs> that that cast of characters is crashing weddings and going through all the craziness that uh, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn did. <laughs> so <laughs> So which one which one plays the Owen Wilson role? That's that's you know, like the most important role. I mean, just for comical value, is that Bane? Yeah. Um I was thinking maybe more like uh, the kid who uh, the kid from Third Rock from the Sun who ended up Abin. I think that might be a good job for him. Oh, there you go, there you go. And, and let me see. So, yeah. Oh, I'm just I'm just playing this one out, Vince Vaughn. I mean, so 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 who's playing Jeremy? Who's playing the Jeremy character? Is that Batman? I guess that's Batman. He's Batman, right? But like, imagine all these people when uh, a guy in a cape and guy in a mask stroll through and they're probably not the politest guests so just things go awry <laughs> some dude in the cape walks in with with ears on his head what do you i'm a venture capitalist <laughs> <laughs> that could actually be pretty funny all right here we go redraft andre ellington or windows smallwood javorius allen and sterling shepherd he can start two uh, also curious on your DFS take on the, the Andre Ellington and Wendell Smallwoods of the world. Yeah, I'll take uh, Ellington and Shepard uh, for redraft, but I, I think Andre Ellington's probably the best running back play point per dollar this week. Um, saw a ton of targets last week. I think he's really safe for cash. I think he's even a pretty good uh, game stack in that Arizona Philly game, which might go way over the total. Uh, both pretty fast-paced, pass-heavy teams. Um, but yeah, I definitely like Andre Ellington at 4,600 on DraftKings. Gun to your head, Andre Ellington or Duke Johnson? Uh, Andre Ellington. Oh. Yeah, I just think that, yeah, I think that the, there's a $300 savings there. And the Cardinals line has been so atrocious that Palmer last week, uh, he was, uh, if you watch the game, he was literally snapping the ball and then looking right to Andre Ellington. And I think with Philly's pass rush this week, we're going to see a lot of the same. I think he has a chance for double-digit targets and or catches this week. Oh, man. Getting my juices flowing on that one because you know I need a, a value running back in my cash games here. So very nice. All right, Pat. Uh, we gave you your most favorite moment, right? So um, And we gave you your worst job, too. So now it's for the most embarrassing moment. Can you top? the scooping scrambled eggs to the the hot chick on Monday morning. Yeah, I'll stay with the football theme. In high school, uh, I played guard, and I it was, a, I was, it was a penalty on me. I false started, um, but I came off the line. I don't even know. I was in my own. I came off the line and didn't even realize that the ball wasn't snapped. And I was headed straight for a linebacker, was wondering why he hadn't come out of his stance yet, and ended up like, crushing him and <laughs> basically melee ensued because i had uh number one fall started but then uh didn't even realize it and ended up like flooring the kid that was pretty embarrassing oh man he, i bet you he was kind of embarrassed too when it was all said and done. <laughs> yeah i mean 
ever like once it was me and him were all okay with it. Like I think he realized that I didn't even know that the the ball wasn't snapped, but uh, because it was on the cadence was on two, two. So quarterback said hut, and I completely forgot that the we were going to try to hard snap and uh, just came right through and crushed him. And but he was okay. It was like the rest of our teammates that were all fired. fired up. <laughs> That reminds me of, uh, what movie is that? The Replacements. I think they did that a couple times before they got in the groove, right? And they started figuring each other out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely reminds me of that. All right, redraft. Is Devin Funches an every week starter now? Would you start him over Sammy Watkins or Martavis Bryant this week? I don't know if he's, obviously that depends on your team, but it, he, I wouldn't cl- cl- classify him at every week starter. I think he's an every week starter over Sammy Watkins and Martavis Bryant for sure. But I wouldn't say that he's a standalone every week starter. I think sometimes we just get a little too carried away with the recency bias. Last week he had a great game. Um, but if we look at the sample size through the whole season, he hasn't been stellar. Even when, uh, Benjamin went down and even after Olsen went down, he's had some duds of games. So, uh, not an every week starter, but I, I Considering the matchup, I would probably always start him over Martavis Bryant. Very good. All right, last but not least, Pat, here we go. Week 5 NFL bold prediction. All right, I don't know. I'm thinking in my own mind this is bold because I'm not a fan of Jay Cutler. Uh, but I th- their matchup with the Titans is going to be what he needs to uh, get on track. I think he and Devontae Adams excuse me, Devontae Parker and Jarvis Landry are going to have a pretty big day. And uh, I think all the travel that they did through the three weeks of the season caught up to them. And they're finally home, and I think they're going to have possibly a GPP winning week in a triple stack. Pat, can we just call this show, you know, Jay Cutler DGAP or something? Because I'm, man, <laughs> I, I'm i trying not to go heavy on Jay in, in tourney, and I'm just... I'm scared for my well-being. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't like, like if you're making 10 lineups, I wouldn't go like seven Jay Cutler lineups <laughs> or anything like that. But but I think he's he's probably going to be not going to be very high owned. So like maybe 15% will probably be enough to be overweight on the field. I just don't know how he doesn't crush in this spot. And when I say crush, like... Two interceptions, three touchdowns is in the range of outcomes at a low enough ownership, getting you enough pieces for the rest of your lineup. I mean, I yeah, I, I we can't aim for four with Jay, right? But I mean, I guess it's not outside the the realm of possibilities. I mean, geez, leave it up to Miami yeah. to get Jay Jay Ajayi thirty five touches in this game or something stupid like that, right? Oy. Yeah, I was just gonna say you. You can, you can leverage the thought that it's the worst passing defense that we've seen in a long time with the Titans by, by playing J.J. because he'll probably be low-owned as well. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good point. I mean, everybody's trying to get up to running back or get down at running back. Uh, you mentioned the value in the mid-range and quarterback, and people are trying to get some value at wide receiver, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think Jay Jai is kind of in that 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 I don't want to say wasteland, but that no man, no fly zone right now. You know, just based on how construction 
is going. So, yeah, I think that's a great call there. And uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a Road of His podcast. And uh, we like to answer your fantasy football questions on this show. So if you have any questions you want answered on the RV Mailbag, submit them via email, roadofhisradio at gmail.com, or on Twitter at roadofhisradio. And also, kind of important, we have our own stream now. It's pretty awesome. So literally go into iTunes or Downcast or whatever app you're streaming or using to find this very show. And if you like this show and you want to subscribe directly to the feed, simply search Fantasy Mailbag. Easy enough, right? We're going to be the first one that pops up on your screen. How awesome is that? Get out there, subscribe to the feed, and do us a solid and uh, give us a rating because it's hard work getting this out there every week. And I also want to make sure on the My Bookie piece, this is going to be the last week for you to sign up, send a uh, confirmation of your email. That didn't make sense. Send email of your confirmation to rotavizradio at gmail.com that you signed up for my bookie, and we will include you in the drawing for the Rotoviz pull over jacket. That's pretty slick. So, again, if you have any questions, hit us up on rotavizradio at gmail.com and subscribe directly to the feed. I'm with Pat James. You can follow him on the tweets at PatJamesDFS. Uh, Pat, any last-minute plugs? You know, not really. I mean, I do I do some work over at Roster Coach. Uh, if you remember there, you probably see my DraftKings exposure videos. If you're not, go check them out. Um, always hit me up on Twitter. Just said it, Pat James DFS. I love talking uh, DraftKings redraft, whatever. And then article on on Rotoviz. Uh, if you're playing cash games on DraftKings, it's probably uh, something you should check out. Boom! There it is. Get over to the site, check it out. And again, if you're not on the site. Hit podcast first and get the 30%. Or, well, wait, I'd be remiss not to at least say, if you're not going to use the podcast link, make sure you'll use Pat's link right from his article as well, people. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes. I'm Jeremy Hart at Fantasy Gumshoe. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Rotoviz Mailbag, a special edition of Rotoviz Radio. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think, so follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the show by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV. 
with the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing.